0: Atmos USA is closing its doors. What does that mean for sneaker culture? We'll find out this week on Fire Footwear. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Fire Footwear. As always, this is your host, Matt Freights. I hope that this finds you well, and I hope that you are enjoying the content we're putting out. I want to thank you all for showing up every single week. It means the world to me, and this is a lot of fun to do. Sneaker culture is great. I think that there's a lot of things to like about sneaker culture, but also there are some things that I think are worth talking about that we get into on this show. We opened the show this week talking about Atmos USA because they have decided to shut their doors here in the United States. I find this an interesting look through because Atmos USA, or at least Atmos in general, Atmos at large, has been very, very integral in bringing sneaker culture together because they have some of the most hyped collaborations of all time, and they take Japanese sneaker culture and sort of merge it with U.S. sneaker culture because I think we in the United States make the mistake of thinking that the U.S. is where the hub of sneaker culture is. And I did an episode way, way back about sneaker cities and about other places in the world and how those stack up against the United States in terms of how they represent sneaker culture. I think that we need to talk about Atmos because at the forefront of it, it is part of Foot Locker, or at least it is part of the Foot Locker business family. Atmos opened in Japan in the year 2000. Obviously, that was a long time ago. And over the course of time, they have grown their lineage in terms of sneakers throughout the years, throughout collaborations and everything that comes along with Japanese culture in terms of where they fit into the sneaker community. And over time, they opened three locations in the United States. And those three locations have been doing pretty well, in my opinion, over the entirety of their stay here in the U.S., Over the course of time in the business world, obviously corporations have continued to buy all the other smaller entities because it makes the most sense from their business and bottom line to have as many of these companies under their belt as possible. You see that with Disney acquiring ESPN and other types of acquisitions that have taken place. And so Foot Locker, to stay relevant in the sneaker game or actually to continue to stay a part of the sneaker game, they purchased the right to Atmos and they created Atmos USA, which is the brand that is closing its doors. Footlocker has been really struggling of late to stay in the sneaker community or to stay relevant in the sneaker community. Footlocker, in my opinion, and it depends on how old you are watching this video, but I think for the most part, people my age, people in their late 30s or into their 40s remember Footlocker in a different way than it's presented today. Footlocker was a different experience back in the day. And as a kid or a teenager way back in the 90s now, Foot Locker had this appeal because of how it was presented to you. It's almost like going to a restaurant and having it be this flashy thing, which is what TGI Fridays used to be a long time ago. Foot Locker was kind of like that because you'd go in, the sales associates would look like referees, They had basketball stuff all over the place. It was almost like going to an amusement park, except you'd go to buy sneakers there. So obviously it was appealing to a very specific demographic. I think that in in those times, it was appealing to children. At least that's what my opinion is. As sneaker culture has grown, I think that Foot Locker has had to adapt a little bit because I think more and more stores have been added to the sneaker footprint over the years and it's becoming harder and harder to maintain any type of presence in the community in terms of the retail community. The online shopping game has changed everything. I've talked about that many times. We as sneaker lovers can buy shoes any day that we want from the comfort of our own home. We don't have to go in person to get shoes anymore. It's just a different type of game. It's an easier game now than it has ever been. I recognize the fact that it's harder in the fact that there are more people into the culture, but I'm talking about we don't have to sacrifice what people used to have to sacrifice in terms of going in, staying in line, camping out overnight, riots, fights. A lot of people would say that that's part of the game. And if you've been in the game long enough, for sure that is something that you have sacrificed. And to me, that goes in, to how you can feel about the new age of sneaker culture. I always say that I'm not an OG, so I don't get to dictate how anybody else feels about reps, about today's sneaker releases, about collaborations. I think people who have been in the game for a very long time, the OGs in the game, can feel however they want because many of them have sacrificed in terms of their time and being outside. And Foot Locker was part of that presence. Foot Locker was 100% a store that people would go to to try to cop shoes when they released. It wasn't until a few years ago that Foot Locker saw themselves slipping because of the online presence. With the advent of the sneakers app and the advent of Goat and StockX, people felt less and less reliable on these brick and mortar stores to get these things done. And what we've saw over the years, at least, is that Nike has taken away the opportunity for stores like Foot Locker to have the kind of hype shoes that maybe they would have been able to get in the past. Because in the past, they were just getting Air Jordans, they were getting Air Maxes, but they weren't necessarily above all the other shoes that were coming out. They were just part of the sneaker game in terms of athletic shoes, running shoes, cross trainers. Now it's a different ball game. The lifestyle shoe has taken over, and the culture behind the lifestyle shoe has 100% taken over to the point that every Air Jordan that comes out is not created equal. Most people will tell you that a GR Dunk or a GR Jordan is nowhere near a Travis Scott Jordan or a Travis Scott Dunk, and I guess that makes sense because it's what's driving most of the people to the market, and Foot Locker is not able to compete there. So owning Atmos USA, Foot Locker had a choice to make. And I think the choice that they made was that they weren't going to be able to compete with a brick and mortar store in the United States the way that sneaker culture exists today. So they're shifting their focus back to Japan only and Asia only. And I think that from a business perspective, that's probably the smart thing to do. I wonder how many people watching this video have ever been to a brick and mortar Atmos USA. I know that I have not because they're not in the areas that I am. I mean, I guess I could go to Georgetown, but I don't find myself being in the DC area all that often despite how close in proximity I live to it. Again, I think the online presence of shoes from social media to how we purchase shoes to how they are presented to us. I think it's a completely different ballgame in the United States than it's ever been. I think in other countries, going to specific stores still means something. Yes, there are stores in the United States that still have that gravitas in the culture, but they're very few and far between. And as a matter of fact, you think about the unions and the undefeated. whenever they do their sneaker releases, more of them get released online than they do in a store. So Atmos USA doesn't have to have a brick and mortar store in order to be able to release any collaborations that they do with any of these brands. And so from a business perspective, Foot Locker keeping them open when they know that they're being squeezed out further and further from mainstream sneaker culture, it doesn't make a lot of business sense. Now, what does it mean for the culture at large? I have no idea. I think it's just a sign of the times. I think it's just a sign of the fact that we are no longer going to stores to cop the shoes that we want. I think most people will skip out on a physical release in order to get something online and will actually pay resale prices over going to a store because their time is more valuable to them than whatever the markup is going to be on the secondary market. And I can't say that I blame them. time is very, very precious in terms of a commodity and we don't have a lot of it. So how many people want to go and stand in line at a store and not necessarily even guarantee getting something? Going to a store doesn't guarantee anything more than being online. You might be able to make the argument that going to a store would give you better odds because less and less people are going to these stores. But to keep it open. From Foot perspective, to keep Atmos alive in a brick-and-mortar sense, how much money is that costing them versus how much benefit that they're getting from the people going to the store? If less and less people are going to the store, it means that the people that go there are not buying enough to keep them afloat in terms of rent and everything that comes along with having a brick-and-mortar store. It's expensive to own a business in this country, and so they're just out of the game entirely. I think that this is just a shifting of the times. I wondered to myself how long places like Union and Undefeated are gonna be able to have these brick and mortar establishments when they know that they're getting most of their play online. I think that the established places like Union will continue to exist because people are gonna continue to go there out of the respect that they have for the collaborations that they've done recently. The sneaker game is very much a what have you done for me lately, and Union has done a lot lately. Ama Meunier has done a lot lately. You don't hear too much about Undefeated. As a matter of fact, the last Undefeated collaboration that I can remember were those Air Force Ones and those are currently in the Nike outlet. So how much leverage does Undefeated have? Obviously Foot Locker vis-a-vis Atmos USA felt that they didn't have enough leverage and so they shut their doors. I don't think that this means we're coming to the apocalypse of sneaker culture. I just think that is a sign of the times. And now for the release of the week. Release of the week, where I like to highlight a shoe that catches my eye. It's not always hype. Sometimes it is. Rarely is it actually, but it's just something that I think that you should know about. So for this particular week... I'm going to go with something pretty unique, and it's not a shoe we've ever talked about before. However, it is in the Nike SB line, and it is the Nike SB Leo Baker, which is coming out with a red, white, and blue USA colorway. I know that he technically quit the Olympic team in 2020, but still was an Olympian regardless, and so this is obviously playing off that where they're giving you that very classic white with some hints of red and white and blue on it, and I think that that's actually a really great look. I think it's coming out on October 13th. It's really awesome Nike SB. We don't ever talk about any other Nike SBs besides Dunks on this show and really in sneaker culture in general. So I think that it is worth your time. I think it would look absolutely fire with a nice khaki pair of pants, maybe even some jeans. I just think that it has more of the Nike Dunk High look to it, but I think it's a little bit more simplistic and maybe a little bit more updated. So check that out wherever it is that you find your shoes. I don't think that it's going to sell out, but I do think it's actually pretty cool, understated, so, definitely check that out. So, what do you think about Atmos closing its doors? Do you think that it is a sign of the future? And do you think this is going to start to mark the end of brick and mortar sneaker shops? Let me know on Instagram. At FirefootwearPod is the way to get in touch with us there. On Facebook, Firefootwear, a sneaker podcast is what you would search. If you want to find the show on TikTok, at FirefootwearPod is the handle to do that. If you are watching on YouTube, please remember to hit like and subscribe. And if you are interested in the audio space, it is Fire Footwear, a sneaker channel on YouTube. And speaking of the audio listeners, Apple, Spotify, and whatever app it is that you use to listen to this podcast, please don't forget to hit follow. And wherever you can, hit rate. It means the world and it always makes me happy to see that somebody, one additional person is enjoying the show. And please support the Matty S Media Network, mattysmedia.com for all the other podcasts that we have. Hope this finds you well. I hope this finds you safe. And as always, I will talk to you next time. This is Fire Footwear. The opinions and viewpoints expressed on Fire Footwear are those of Matt Freitz and his guests and not necessarily those of the Matty Ice Media Network. Fire Footwear is exclusively owned by Matt Freites and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.